Hey, what's up, guys? I'm Emily. My essay turn podcast is about the way that I viewed and labeled men for the majority of my life and how I've grown to see that the two labels that I tried to confine them into were unrealistic, shallow, and overall pretty ridiculous. Writing about this topic has been educational for me because I still have so much more to learn and I've been working through that by typing out this paper. Oh man, men. I thought I had you figured out. When I was 14, I posted a list on Instagram of all of the traits I desired in a boyfriend. These included obscure combinations like tan, tall, six-pack, older than me, no facial hair, no glasses, and weirdest of all, must serenade me. I had an imaginary boyfriend that I created in middle school in order to morph my list of standards into a do-it-yourself fantasy man as if I was operating the real-life version of create a sim mode. My creation's name was Hunter Fox, which to me sounded like the name of a Calvin Klein underwear model with an 8-pack, and his legacy carried on until my freshman year. I remember when I wrote about him during my creative writing club in 8th grade for a journal prompt about having lunch with anyone in the world, and because he was acquainted with Hunter, my teacher said, Remember, Emily, people go out to lunch with their shirts on. And that sounds way creepier for him to say than it was, trust me. From middle school until about a year ago, I would characterize men as alpha male or beta male. In my mind, alpha males were athletic and typically played what I deemed to be a manly sport, such as football, soccer, lacrosse, hockey, or basketball. These men were tall, ideally above 5'10", and muscular. They paid the whole check on the first date and they were Republican beer lovers. Beta males, on the other hand, were lean, and they usually played what I categorized as a less masculine sport, such as tennis, golf, wrestling, or volleyball. These men were shorter than my height of 5'8", and they were likely artsy liberals who favored a glass of wine over a mug of beer. They only paid for themselves on the first date, and they let the woman dig for her wallet too. They tended to be the submissive half of the relationship and the stay-at-home dad type. My alpha male type was so painfully specific. It never occurred to me that the very few men that fit my stifling criteria were also at high risk for egotistical a-hole disease. Just because a man physically resembles the statue of David doesn't mean his personality is just as stunning. He can love beer and he can admire Ronald Reagan, but that doesn't mean that he's a sweet, caring guy who you enjoy being around and cracking jokes with. I'm sure there are men out there who have the muscles of an alpha, but they may potentially use those muscles to push people down. Whenever I wandered through a public place, I was very observant of the people around me. I would see a man wrap his arm around his presumed girlfriend, and I characterized him as an alpha for emphasizing his loving dominance. Then, I would turn my head and see a lanky man in a flannel and glasses strolling into a crepe shop and place him in my beta box. That man could be so selfless, funny, and personable, and there I was crossing him off my alpha list just because of a few physical attributes. Alpha should not mean better. Beta should not mean worse. Alpha and beta were just the labels that my clueless middle school self typed out on my iPad right after feeding my digital chickens and harvesting my pixelated corn on heyday. My perspective of men was really warped and inaccurate during that insanely far away time of three years ago. It felt further metaphorically than it was in real time. And honestly, it still is. I thought that my dad and his friends were the only true men out there because they were the only men I surrounded myself with as a kid. I dismissed boys my age as immature and some I labeled as, quote-unquote, having potential but they still need to grow to become a true man too. As an only child living with just my parents, I had no brother who would instigate meaningless competitions and wrote me into playing violent video games. But also, I had no brother to show me the side of boys that I can't see from looking from the outside in. 
I grew up with 90% of my friends being female, and the 10% male populace consisted mainly of guys I grew up singing with, who were not in line with my self-made labels, which confused me. I expected that they would spend time educating me on how boys function, or personifying the alpha label I had grown so attached to, but that expectation was unjustified and unfair to the boys who didn't want to be boxed in by the labels I was crafting in my head. It's not a boy's job to teach me how they live out their lives day by day, nor should it be. I've been in the dark on the opposite sex for most of my life, and I'm trying to change that. I didn't even know that boys don't use toilet paper when they pee until last year when it randomly came up. So if any boy wants to let me know that they can be more well-rounded and more complicated than I previously thought, I'm ready to sit back and listen. Hi, I'm sitting here with my dad, who was incorporated into my essay, and he's going to ask me a couple questions. Hi, is there another category other than alpha beta? When I was younger, I only thought of those two labels because I thought that alpha meant all the good guys and beta meant all the guys that I wasn't going to date. Can an alpha have some beta qualities and can a beta have some alpha qualities? Well, when I was younger, I definitely thought that if an alpha that I said was an alpha had a beta quality, then they were no longer an alpha. And it was pretty black and white for me back then. But now that I don't really think of those labels, I'd say, you know, men can do anything they want. And, uh, you know, that's cool.